Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm one of your co-hosts this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski. And, and I'm your other co-host. Um, Kundalini Cowgirl. Yeah, Kundalini Cowgirl. Uh, Pam couldn't be here today, so <laughs> we've got Kundalini Cowgirl here. That's right. And our special guest, who I'm uh, very excited to have on the show, an old friend, Tanya Evanson. Yeah, welcome, Hi, Tanya. Tanya. Hi. So nice to have you here. Um, you're in town for the Versus Festival of Words. That's right. You've done a couple shows already? Yes. And uh, you've got a workshop and a talk and all that sort of. You're facilitating a, a, a workshop as well, a couple mm-hmm. of them, I guess. One workshop and one kind of community and artist talk. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but you're also a poet, and so we want to have you start off First with a poem. First and foremost. Please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is called Temple Exercises. Physiology flutter. Atrial fibrillation, brother. Repetition rhythms, extra beats, we all have it. I seen my father's heart green on a black ultrasound screen. He been up to Montreal from his girlfriend Caribbean. He crossed the Quebec hospital cysteine system and still sick of it. Dad's knee tried to get itself together in the thick of it. Stiff knee swollen broke, but it was the heart that needed attention. As oldest child in the family, I was given dervish duties in the temple and training began in the kitchen. Meditating on knees for days. Clean it, cook it, move it, doctor. Pray, wash, sweep, repeat. Clean it, cook it, move it, doctor. Pray, wash, sweep, repeat. Physiology flutter. Atrial fibrillation, brother. Repetition rhythms, extra beats, we all have it. Now that day my father lay on his left side shirtless, elbow to hand, hold head up, hospital bed. Ultrasound machine, running jelly clean across his black nativity chest. Nonchalantly breathing, but silenced by it all, never missing a beat. Dad the doctor became a very patient, 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 patient. So cardiologist brother, he'd jump on green screen and say, look at that heart valve. It open and close like a Mercedes Benz sign. I say, no, it's a vagina, yo. (laughs) He say, oh, it's got extra beats, though. What? Extra beats, though. What? Every heart has extra heartbeats. Physiology flutter. Atrial fibrillation, brother. Repetition rhythms, extra beats, we all have it. Four chambers in the heart, making chamber music hit hop. Two atria pump in, two ventricle out. Left side, separate from right. Two wings never directly communicate, but to turn vascular music to life. Flight, wind, a wave. Nothing constricts at once. The heart contracts and relaxes like a dog fist getting things done, even from stem cells in a Petri dish. Heart cells beat on and on and on and on and on and on and on. My heart is the mud mosque of Jenneh, beating for the universe itself. Every year the rain takes it and faith alone rebuilds it. My heart is the pyramids at Kush and the entire complex at Giza. Now my heart is Teotihuacan and Mm -hmm. Angkor Wat. My heart is the very Uluru, the original dome of the rock. Mecca at Hajj is just us dancing around our own soft black stone. The wailing wall says lean in and kiss me. 
Lhasa is a mountain gym. The Ganges say get naked and swim. <laughs> Stonehenge says look up at sky as I fly to you on island with your heart medicine in a box, father. Physiology flutter. Atrial fibrillation, brother. Repetition rhythms, extra beats, we all have it. Out of all my temples on earth, visit my grave at Giza and ask for Matt, the mother of truth. She will wear your heart against a feather. Father physiology flutter. Atrial fibrillation, brother. Repetition rhythms, extra beats, we all have it. A repeat retreat to the most sacred point in 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 the most sacred point. The heart, the heart, the heart, the heart. Whoa. <laughs> Extra beats, we all have That's it. That's right, babe. Extra beats, we all have it. We all have it. Extra beats, we all have it. We all have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you mean by that, that we have extra beats? That... Uh, we all have extra to give, even when we don't think we do. And the poem comes from um, having taken care, uh, I took care of my dad last year when he was ill, mm-hmm. and it was required 24-7 care. Oh, wow. So, and... I wish someone had told me that that's going to happen in your life. If you're lucky, Mm. you will get to care for the parents who cared for Mm -hmm. you. But it does require a certain amount of work and sacrifice and and rededication Mm -hmm. to to the parents. So that's what the experience, uh, the poem came out of that experience. Mm -hmm. When you introduced that at Jangle and Shout, you did that on Sunday night at Jangle and Shout, which is kind of like the overture to verses, gives us a little sample of stuff. And you started it by saying, you know, this is to all the people who've had to care for a parent or will have to. And then you said the name of the poem, which is? Temple Exercises. Temple Exercises. And I was like, okay. And then we had all the cardiology stuff. And then you bring it all back around to the temple. And I just, I loved that. I, I took, uh, helped my parents and took care of my mom for the last year of her life. And I had to prepare myself for that because she had Alzheimer's disease. So all those things, you know, that you have between your parents and you that you want to get resolved before they die, I had to say none of that's going to happen, <laughs> right? Because she doesn't remember most of it. To her, it's nothing. All that was left for her was her love for me and her pride for me. She never forgot who I was right till the very end. So I prepared myself and I thought, okay, this is going to be, it's going to be a spiritual exercise. Mm-hmm. Also, there's gonna... also ritual involved in it when you yes. care for someone, right? Because they need the way we wake up and we wash our face and go to the bathroom and, you know, have a glass of water. You need to do that for the person you're caring for. So that's what it felt like. I was like yes. in training. I was like a monk in training, mm-hmm. you know, meditating on knees for days. <laughs> Actually, it was his knee because it was his knee that was broken. But in oh, the okay. end, he had heart problems. Right. So it's it was so it's based on the truth, but everyone can relate to it, which yeah. is hopefully what makes a good piece of work. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you when, you, when you said this is about caring for parents and then temple exercise, I was like, oh, I, I totally get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I see where she's going. And then, of course, she took us all sorts of different places, but it was just, uh, well, yeah. Well, all, all the temples on earth are like hearts. Mm-hmm. All of these things we build, they're like heart centers that we, we go to, and we go to them re- ritualistically. Mm. So that's why I'm like, well, actually, that's what, the heart is all those places At we always best. in the end we we have to go back there there's nothing else yeah there's nothing else <laughs> did you uh what was your relationship with your father before that that and uh, how did it change having to care for him 
Well, it opened more. At first, I was almost kind of angry because I had to put my life aside and I missed deadlines and I, and I canceled performances and events. And as a full-time artist, when you do that, you kind of, uh, there, are, there are losses there. Mm-hmm. But so it was kind of putting myself aside. So it was good for my ego, <laughs> um, which, you know, I'm constantly, we're all constantly working on, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and, and it was difficult, but it was a great way we were able to communicate more deeply. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he's still around. He's still alive. Um, and yeah, we, he actually became a Buddhist later on in, in his life in the last maybe five years or so. And he lives in the Caribbean. And when I go down there, I sit with him in silence. And that is actually also a beautiful form of communication yeah. to be a, in a circle all together facing each other in silence, in intentional silence. Yeah. It's actually really powerful. Mm. And so that's also part of kind of the deepening of the, the experience with the parent, which is yeah. kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, your workshop is going to be involving, your master class is going to be involving uh, the use of silence. Um, how are you going to be involving it in your workshop? Well, um, I don't want to give all the secrets away, but meditation is a good way to um, induce epiphany, <laughs> you know, other than general life experience and, you know, sex, drugs, and alcohol, um, that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so we'll, there'll be some, some <laughs> um, so there'll be some of that because it's kind of a good way to uh, reflect on something and I'll be doing kind of some guided, medi- some guided meditation yeah. and then some, you know, magical editing. But then we're also going to be using the body. So there's a part of writing, especially for spoken word, we're kind of extroverted introverts where we require the silence and solitude to do the writing. But then afterwards, we like to yeah we like to share it and we like to use the body to share it and the sound that all the sounds that the body makes to share it Mm -hmm. so we're going to explore some of those possibilities and also within the slam tradition because there's a three minute uh um, kind of limit on on uh uh, for timing we're going to explore how you can actually bring some silence into that some people tend to say their poem really quickly because they don't have a lot of time to, sp- to speak so they speak like that. And they fill up every single space in the three minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes the opposite is also true mm-hmm. where actually having some measured silence can be really interesting. Sure. So we'll bring that back in too. But also all the possibilities of the, the vocal body and performance. So we're going to play around with that mm-hmm. too. Um, I'm curious about the meditation. Is it sort of like you would give a writing prompt and you just sit now with it before writing or I can't give all the secrets that doesn't be a secret I'll tell you afterwards yeah you have to come to the you have to come to the workshop to see how I do it I do want to ask one more question and it might not be revealing secrets bothism is the name of the workshop Mm -hmm. what what is that name it's a concept I'm developing that based on a it's based on a quote from Bob Holman who's an American poet living in New York and um and he said that the poet's choice is always both. And I believe he also got ah. it from someone else. So I'm just continuing. I'm part of that continuum. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. It's also a theory that exists in different isms, like, you know, in, in Buddhism and Sufism and things like that. And it's, you know, if you offer me chips or chocolate as a poet, I want both. If you say, which one do you prefer, day or night, poet? Both. <laughs> both. Yeah, I hate cho- so, choosing favorites. So that, you know, is, do you want this eye or that eye? I, well, I'll take both, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the end, two eyes see one. So it's also that concept of yin and yang, where the two together create unity. Mm-hmm. We need, I need to look at you to see myself. I can look in a mirror, but it's not the true image. It's a reversed image. Mm-hmm. I need to look at you in order to see myself. So we need the two in order to be one. 
towards you. At least two. So, yeah, well, minimum. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's kind of that concept that I'm kind of developing into a yeah. a piece of a, a piece of work, and also uh, uh, in this uh, in this workshop. Cool. And when is that? Uh, so the workshop is tomorrow, Thursday, April thirtieth. Thirtieth. At um, we are at three o'clock at the Havana Theater. And uh, but before that, I'm also doing talk the talk. Oh, the same space. Yeah, in the same space. So I'll be there all day. If you want to come and hang out and have a coffee, or and then later wine, I'll be there all day <laughs> from twelve thirty to two thirty. We're doing talk the talk, and that's a community organizing and power dynamics. So it will be with myself, Julie Peters, and Sherry D. Wilson, and we're going to be kind of leading a conversation on anti-oppression and how to uh, do uh, you know if eventually in the end not lead, but hold events in a community without leading and without uh, being kind of the, you know, the overbearing uh, leader of events, mm-hmm. but holding things, mm-hmm. holding mm-hmm. space as opposed to saying, we must all go this way or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my way or the highway kind right. of thing. It's so both. both. <laughs> exactly. So we'll be kind of um, yeah, guiding or, or helping to guide a talk. Um, and that's tomorrow at the Havana from 12.30 to 2.30. And then the Bothism Masterclass is from 3 to 5. And the Talk the Talk is free and it's open to everyone. Yes. Uh, the registration for uh, the workshop is online, but you can also show up if there's space and uh, sign up right then. And that's at 3. So you want to get there around 2.30, 20 to 3 um, to uh, sign up if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's cool. hear another poem. Yeah. You don't another mind. poem. Can yeah. we do tongue oh, yeah. Yeah, let's you, do well, that. you know what? You can do whatever you want. Because we're not going to tell you our way or the... <laughs> I would never dare to say that to you, Tanya. I wouldn't say it to most people, but I would really never say it to you. <laughs> well, I just pulled a tongue twister out of the, the red envelope. I, I used to teach English, English as a second language. And so this was an exercise that we would do before performing, before they had to perform their poems. Mm-hmm. And so this one is... Uh, on the front, there's a tongue twister, and on, and on the back, there's an emotion. So mine is happily, which is a bit boring because generally I'm there. Not all the time, not you know, in public anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether the weather is cold, whether the weather is hot, will weather the weather, whatever the weather, whether I like it or not. That's my happily. Would you like to try a, a tongue twister? To that was happy. It was. That was your It was happy. extreme happiness. Trying to be happy I'm an extremist as well as a bothist. Whoa, what, what's okay. your emotion? I got to re- I was looking, I was proofreading first, or pre- pre-reading. Fearfully. Well, oh, fearfully. So you have to say it, you fearfully, know, yeah, yeah. with fear. It's... Three Swedish switched witches watch three Swiss swatch watch switches. Which Swedish switched witch watched which Swiss swatch which, which Swedish switched witch watched which Swiss swatch watch switch. I'm all for sacrificing meaning for sound, so that's why I like uh, tongue twisters. <laughs> uh, mine is confidently. And Rory, the Romanian rural warrior ruler, <laughs> rip-roared as he rested on his horse's real rear posterior wrongly. Excellent. Thank you very and much. And he did it in his radio voice. <laughs> all my that voices are always radio Awesome. <laughs> You're listening to Co-op Radio and you're listening to Wax Poetic. Our guest today is Tanya Evanson here on CFRO 100.5 FM. We want a poem Oh, a poem. You. We want to oh. drag something from your... Oh, let me... Okay, let me think. ...other heart. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <Your> extra beats. <laughs> okay, let's do the opposite of that. Um, I polish myself to be bright and blinding. Some can see me from others I take sight. 
When I speak in tongues, none work better than silence. I am listening. I am listening. The voice can lock, but instruments unlock. With the swing of an arm, a pendulum hips. To, muni- to manipulate breath, control internal cords takes faith. I am listening. I am listening. I am listening. Whatever your appearance, I am listening. Be it air or cuneiform, I am listening. We make love, I am listening. Everything turns, I am listening. This is our mythology. It's the eye blink that lets us know that that silence is <laughs> the end of the poem rather than the middle. <laughs> you couldn't see that out there. But. Just be lucky I didn't put more silence in that poem. Because oh, usually no, there's w- eight bars. I wouldn't consider <laughs> myself lucky for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know on radio it's, is it dead air? It's intentional dead air. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. But as you listen, you can, there's lots of stuff going on. Yeah, so it's can, true. It's not silent. It's just There is no such thing as silence. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know about... John Cage. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, RC, but when she did that, especially the second time, my body shifted. I kind of like sunk into my presence where hmm. I was a lot more. It's like it gives space for that because I'm listening, but I'm not having to decode words. I'm just you know, listening to the slight whisper of the and and are all being here together. Right. Hmm. So. There's there's this uh, John Cage, who's this American uh, American composer, had a, a book called Silence, and in one of the essays in it, he talks about going into an anechoic chamber. Have you heard of an anechoic chamber I where think so. where there's no? It's a chamber that's uh, created in such a way that there's no echo, so it's a soundless chamber. So mm. when whatever you bring into it, are the only, the, the sounds come from you. Oh. And he said he heard two sounds when he was silent, and one was uh, his blood which was sure. kind of like a high, a higher pitch sound, and his spinal fluid, which was a lower pitched sound. Mm. So it wasn't even a heartbeat, which yeah, I would have assumed. Oh, well, that's the, what I assumed when you said that. But it was that. It was it his was spinal fluid and his blood, and they move, and, and I guess one moves more quickly and one moves more slowly, so it was a higher kind of pitched and like then a, a lower pitched. Yeah, and I thought, wow, I'd love to try a, a room like that. Yeah. You know, it's like a, in like a gravity. Uh, gravitationless uh, yeah. room or something like that, a room where something is absent. So whatever you bring, is that is what you're going to be mm-hmm. faced with. I know, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns me up. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence is sexy. Um, I have a question for you. It's um, And a, a comment and a question. So, and I'll get, so I don't know how to get to the question, but I'm going to talk through it. It's sort of, I've known you for a long time, and uh, you... To me, you're like the, an actual bohemian, you know, and you've, you've um, managed to follow through on your art and your poetry and, and your dervish stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, how did you get to the point where you could trust that that was the thing and what kind of, f- and to that faith that you've got to keep doing it? Because you're able to now put all these things together. You're working at the Banff Center and you're putting the spoken word program together and, and all that sort of stuff. How did you get there? Well, I was teaching full-time and uh, teaching English as a second language and teaching writing and performance, which, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, I started getting uh, so many requests to perform and to do other projects that I was sometimes taking mental health days <laughs> from uh-huh. work. And my boss, who was also kind of a fan, 
started noticing <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that I was sometimes taking time off when I, yeah, yeah, in order to pursue, to, in order to do this other work. So in the end, I just I made a choice, and I I chose to let go of that job that was you know that I loved, and I still continue to teach, just uh, um, not as often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It, it, yeah, I just went all the way with it because of that. It's it was just in the end making a choice. I mm-hmm. chose both, but I chose them on my own terms. So, also wanting to be an independent woman made it such that I didn't make that choice till you know fifteen years into my career as a spoken word artist because I always wanted to feel independent and on my own, and I can I have an income and I can take care of myself. But in the end, so when you are a full-time artist, your income is up and down sure. and all the way around. And in the end, you don't really have to worry too much about money. If, if I work now, I'll, I'll eat in two weeks. If I take the day to worry about whether or not I'm going to eat in two weeks, mm. I will not eat in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So just keep doing the work in front of me. And now there's lots. Uh, now that I moved back to Montreal, which is uh, you know where, where I was from, where I'm from originally, even though I also feel like I'm from Vancouver because I lived here like for about ten years. Um, I'm collaborating with uh, musicians there and with a filmmaker, and so there's a new album that I'm working on, and uh, and a new and a short film, and a manuscript, uh, poetry manuscript, and I'm also the oh I'm also the guest editor for Arc Poetry Magazine, the edition on spoken word poetry mm-hmm. coming out, coming out in the fall. So spoken word poets, please go to the Arc Poetry Magazine website. And have a look at the submissions page. We are I am seeking brave new voices and spoken word poetry to put in this magazine. And the deadline is May 15th. Oh, soon. Yes, so very soon. And that's in Ottawa. Um, yes, it's based yeah. in Ottawa. But that's yeah. very close to Montreal. Yeah, but ARC has been around for 30 years or mm-hmm. so. They're associated with stuff. Carleton University. Are they still? Is that That's where they started. Right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But it's just amazing that they're seeing the value even of putting spoken word. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, spoken word poetry, because you know, we know spoken word is vast. I mean, it includes sure. sound and hip-hop and all the mm-hmm. storytelling and all sorts of great things. Uh, but this is specifically if you consider uh, some of your work as, as poetry. Because they're a poetry yeah. publication. Exactly. Which, right. you know, I don't have they a have problem some, with that. Not at no, all. No, not at just all. Just a little. <laughs> and they also have some art in there, too, right? I think usually... So. Yeah, there there there's some art also, and there will be some art by a Canadian artist who often does portraits of spoken word artists oh. who we've perhaps have seen around. So it'll be a really cool edition that really focuses on that. There'll be essays, there'll be album reviews, there'll be you know fresh work or work that has never been uh, in print, perhaps only in you know live or in a video poem or mm. in audio. So it's about maybe putting shifting some into print, and maybe people will include some notations, and mm. there'll be a link to the uh, an online version where it where it exists. Oh, cool. Yeah, so lots of cool projects happening, and I'm really happy to be doing these. And hopefully the Banff Center Spoken Word Program, which runs annually, will return next year. But that's actually... Is it up in the air? It is, even though we just celebrated our 10th anniversary with words and music, which was stellar. Um, There's a new director, and there might be some changes. For the center itself. Yeah, it means it might be one year on, one year off. Mm. But I'm saying this, and I don't really know. So maybe Mm. I shouldn't say anything. Oh, too late! (laughs) <laughs> so well, it's it's a wait and see situation. I will fight for it because I strongly believe in it. It's a really great um, part of our education as spoken yeah. word artists to to go through something like that. It was for me when I was there, even though I'd been doing spoken word for a while. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it also maybe helped me to jump, mm. take the the leap into full time artwork, arts and production. And even uh, Chris Gilpin, who's the director of Versus Festival yeah, of Words, director, yeah. he was with me in 2010 at, in, the, yeah. in that program. 
And when he left that, when he left that, started this festival. Well, so Sean had already started it, so it, it had been running oh, beforehand. Man. And then they, they took it <laughs> over took and it changed over, the yeah, name. Yeah. Took it it was the West a... Coast Poetry Festival. Yeah. I mean, from, okay. Yeah. From, fine. Well, well, what about Missy Peters? She was in the program with me, too, and then she started the Victoria mm-hmm. Spoken Word Festival. Mm-hmm. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that question that RC asked was, and you just mentioned the Spoken Word program, so was that part of the going to that program, even though you were already established, was that part of that process of starting to believe in you, tying into the question he asked? Uh, in yourself yes as and a... no I mean it was already there but it's it also lets you see that you can take it to a level of seriousness even mm-hmm. in all its you know possible satire uh, that, that you can take that to another level and and it can be something that you could that you can do full time and it can include teaching it can include working in schools mm-hmm. or or giving you know one-off workshops and and touring setting up tours for yourself or uh, kind of you know, sending out expressions of interest to festivals worldwide because that is happening. And there mm-hmm. are people in the continuum uh, like Robert Priest and Lillian Allen and C.R.A. Avery who are, who are really international. And so, you, you know, you as well, R.C. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really beautiful to see that. We need more people kind of going out and raising the, the, the value of spoken word as an art form because it's still seen as kind of an art form that is finding its maturity, mm-hmm. you know. So, and competition in, with SLAM is one part of it, and the BAM Center Spoken Word Program is one part of it. Those are, I, I consider, kind of part of the education. But it can go further. It can yeah. go to crazy mm-hmm. places. It can, it can become, you know, full-on theater and, and monologues and, and albums and films and all sorts of things and, mm-hmm. and great live shows. So mm-hmm. more of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want more of that, please. I want some more poetry. If you have, if you have another piece you can do, and then we're probably going to be out of time. You can say no. <laughs> Let's talk about other things. Because R.C. went through that spoken word program, too, didn't you, R.C.? He uh, taught. I taught at it. Yeah. Oh, he taught at it. Oh, yeah, really he was one of the mentors. It, no. I think when you said, I was at the spoken word program in Banff, I was just assumed you had gone to the program. I didn't realize you were teaching there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also the, the beautiful thing is some of sometimes you can't tell the difference between the, the faculty and the participants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody learns yeah. and everybody teaches. So yeah, it yeah. kind of... Yeah, it, and that's the be- that that's a beautiful thing about it. Yeah, time and space to work and and con- confidence. People just get you know that f- the fire under their butt gets relit. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Let me think of a, a piece now. I didn't um, I didn't bring any. I'm I'm trying to let go. I was of trying to give you, you time. See, I'm like, I was trying to give you time to do that while, <laughs> while doing that little uh, aside. Can I hear the beauty seat? babo piece? <laughs> that's okay i'm not I, i'm just a, a small rc wislowski groupie anywhere, maybe that would be a good one to send to arc well i have solicited really work good. from rc specifically there for this go. and it's i was actually going to send all of my stuff today yay <laughs> so i thought it was may 1st because in your email everyone so has it a is different deadline oh. depends on you know <laughs> The question. You get your spaces first. Exactly. And exactly. then everybody else fills in the cracks around you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a, a, um, a poem, too. I can't think of any right well, That's okay. Now. That's, that's all right. right. You don't have to. We can also talk a little bit more about verses tonight um, at um, the Rio is Tomboy Survival Guide, Ivan Coyote's band and storytelling and um, talking about and they they sort of source their material from all over the place ask people about stories being tomboys and so there's a hmm. bunch of stuff about that and Veda Hilly is a special guest um, Kenny Starr will not be joining them um, eventually originally was on the plan but 
uh, yeah, that's going to be really good at the Rio, and it's probably going to sell out. Yeah, get there your tickets rush- online now. Well, no, the online tickets are no longer available because it's the oh. day of the show. So, but there are rush tickets available at the Rio. So I get there a early this morning online. Yeah, and, and then we take available. them off. I think then we take them off. Does that mean it doesn't count? No. So you're going to charge me, but I won't have a ticket. It's just they go offline a certain number of hours before the show. Yes, dear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's rush tickets available. And then tomorrow night and Friday night are the Canadian Individual Poetry Slam Mm -hmm. bouts. And the Haiku Deathmatch. It's tomorrow night. night. It's uh, Thursday Thursday night at Cafe du Soleil. Yeah, Look at you looking at the program. I love that because people keep saying, when's when's this? When's this? And you go, "Uh, here's the program. There, yeah. There's, you know, anywhere from three to five events daily. Yeah. yeah. And it continues until Sunday with uh, chicken sessions. Yeah. And then there's another late night show on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Mashed Poetics. Oh, yeah. Reprising. Um, the album, uh, the Violent Femmes original album, debut album, the one with uh, the song Blister in the Sun is uh, is like the big hit off of that. And so we'll be uh, doing that album following the last uh, preliminary bouts of the slam. So all the poets will find out whether they're in finals or not, and they can let off some steam and just dance and uh, listen to the listen to the music. And too. that's at Cafe du Soleil at 11 yeah. o'clock on Friday. Um, and it's poets from across the country doing the, mm-hmm. song, the poems that come inspired by the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also tonight, though, it's Real Vancouver Writers as part yes. of the Versus Festival, and that's... Uh, I think at the same time as the Tomboy Survival. It's at eight o'clock at Havana. At the Havana, yes. yeah. So we have simultaneous shows. This yeah, and there are three yeah. poets launching books there: Raúl Fernández, Kayla Zaga, uh, Amber Dawn. Uh, Amber Dawn. So you yeah, Amber, Amber's reading. I don't know. Amber Dawn is launching her book, oh, okay. and so is uh, Raúl. Kayla, I think, has already launched her book, and then the last person I think is Emily Chu. I don't know that person, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Okay. And, so you have to uh, send Sean, your electrons to both shows. That's yes. right. Bothisms. That's right. Bothisms. And Sean uh, Cranberry <laughs> and Dina Del Vucchia will be hosting that uh, Real Vancouver show, Real Vancouver Writers Reading Series show at the Havana at eight o'clock tonight. Okay. Wonderful. How are we for time? Now I thought of a poem, but of I think course. we're out of time. Hashtag VS15 if you are uh, following on Facebook or Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. You want to, it's like a, can you do like a minute version? A minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just do every other word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, no, I think, okay, it wasn't meant to do, be Do that another word. twister. So just, yeah, do, do another tongue, tongue twister. twister. Tongue twister. Okay, final tongue twister. Okay, thank you very yeah. much. I know, I saved myself. Oh, that one's too big. <laughs> okay. Energetically. <laughs> <laughs> jumping Jackie jeered a jessling juggler. Did Jumping Jackie jeer a jessling juggler? If Jumping Jackie jeered a jessling juggler, then where's the jessling juggler that Jumping Jackie jeered? Duh. Jackie. To find out the answer. <laughs> uh, uh, so quickly, tell us the two things you are uh, involved with tomorrow so people can go if they wanna, want to. So I'm involved in Talk the Talk, Community Organizing and Power Dynamics, which is tomorrow, Thursday, April 30th, 12.30 p.m. at the Havana Theater, open to all, and it is free. Uh, and uh, following that, Bothism, a spoken word masterclass with myself, Tanya Evanson, from 3 to 5 p.m., also at Havana Theater. And, oh, $40 in advance, $50 at the door. Wow, I'm expensive. You are. Snap. But so worth it. Snappity snap. But all okay. po- <laughs> any poets or any uh, participants who already have a Versus Festival pass, they do get in for free. So, Well, yes. they've already got the pass. So any poets can attend. Uh, yeah, then- they get one for free. Oh, just one? Yeah, one workshop for free. And then if they show up at the door and the workshop is not full and there's space available, they can take a second one. 
Wonderful. Wow. And Ivan Coyote is also giving a workshop uh, on Friday, yeah. which Those I am two. taking. Those are the t- I'm going to take that one, and I'm going to try and take yours tomorrow. I've been waiting for them because now all the volunteers are set because I've been coordinating volunteers. Good job. Uh, well, we have a couple more spaces. If you want to scorekeep or timekeep tomorrow, Friday night during the sip spouts, we still need a couple more people, but I know it's going to take care of itself, so it's pretty much done. Yeah, well, thank you to both of you for for all the work that you're doing. You with RC with uh, with Hullabaloo yeah. and Hamla with with verses. It's really okay. wonderful, and may it continue. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being our guest today. Reflecting thank it back to you, me. Tanya <laughs> Evanson, our guest today here on uh, Wax Poetic Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm RC Weslowski, and I'm Kundalini Cowgirl. And uh, Pam will be back next week, <laughs> as will we. And uh, thanks for listening. No apologies necessary. Is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?